I've got a Sebastian Shaw level problem. Oh, that's a big one. That's a huge one. That's a what in the Jonathan Hickman is going on? Oh, someone's been on the internet. I I started my day this morning with a headline, and I almost just went straight back to bed. What is what? What is happening? Welcome to the Ex Wife Podcast. No, 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 no. <laughs> you don't get to do that. Oh well, I'll tell you after the intro. Welcome to the Ex-Wife Podcast. I'm upset, Alicia. And I'm Justin, the withholder of information. Okay, so now what the what? 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 Well, let me tell you a little thing about Substack. Have you heard about Substack? Um, Only from the tiny little bit of an article that I read this All morning. All right, well, first off, just like... Take it down. Take it down a notch. No, I can't take it down a notch, okay? Because not only did I see this article this morning, and then right after that, I saw a post in the House of X group that was like, uh, is it just me or does anyone else not want Mystique burning down or Inferno to be the end of Krakoa? And I was like, hold up. What are you, t- what are you talking about? <laughs> what are you oh, saying? You're not going to be all right with these big shifts. I don't think all right, so there's a there's a lot to unpack. There's okay. a lot to unpack here. Let's start unpacking. Unpacking. So Substack okay. is an online platform. It's been compared similar to Patreon, except less aggregated. So like where Patreon does more of a social media type feed where you can mm-hmm. check out different things that you're subscribed to. This is more like the of the X Wife Podcast, if maybe you were subscribed there. Right. Yep. That's a great <laughs> plug. This is set up more to be like an individual subscription. So if I wanted to, I could subscribe to what Jonathan Hickman, Mike Del Mundo, and Mike Huddleston have started with their new project for a set amount of money. So that project, Three Worlds, Three Moons, is the name of the project. It is an immersive narrative experience. You're not interested at all by your face. I am just... Okay, the cool. head The headline... That you're responding to, the bleeding cool headline that you're responding to, basically took that as note that Hickman is leaving. Hickman is not in the X-Men anymore. But there has been no reports of that to claim it being official. So Hickman is not the only comics writer or artist to have left something or to be now going to Substack in some way. And I know bad you choice. You just said have left. So You just said he's not necessarily leaving. And then you said to have left. So Here's he, the thing. Can they not do both? Like, can they not have multiple projects going on in their lives? They, he does already. So he has already been working on independent comics in addition to then launching what he was doing at Marvel. So also, what? I just, I'm not okay. I just keep going, keep going. So apparently, and I've been subscribed to the email since it was first announced. I, I learned about this, I think, on Tuesday. And you didn't tell me? Yeah, because I knew that this would be a great thing. I almost was like, hey, let's record something. Let's talk about it. Because you just wanted to get my in-the-moment fury? Yeah, you're flicking. You're going crazy. All right, just please continue to tell so, me something that might calm me down. James Tinian also announced that he was going to Substack. But he announced it with the additional announcement that he was not signing on to continue writing Batman. He is basically the Batman writer for both that title series and Joker and will be closing those projects out over the next handful of months. Okay. There was no similar announcement for Hickman. Also, comparatively, 
what Hickman has been doing over the past year in Mm -hmm. the year 2021 has not been very intensive, at least from a publication standpoint. So, right. The launch year, he did the couple issues of new mutants as well as the full house of X and powers of 10, as well as the X-Men run, as well as giant size X-Men in 2021. All he's done is what, like four or five issues of X-Men. And then now is preparing to do Inferno, which will close out the full year. Here's the thing that gets me all fired up. Yes. Okay. It's not that he might be doing this other project or he might be leaving. It was that headline in conjunction with this idea that after Inferno, Krakoa will be no more. And I'm not okay with that. And so it feels like saw both of those things back to back. And then I was like, wait a minute. Because first I was like, oh, well, you know, he is like the head of X, but he's not actively doing Mm -hmm. like all of it there's a lot of really talented people making it making the Krakoan era what it is like that's that whole conversation of like do you call it the Hickman era do you call it the Krakoan era because he's not the only one involved right so like that doesn't mean that it disappears but then all of a sudden this red flag of what happens in Inferno popped into my head and I started to get really nervous and then I was like you know reading the post and people are commenting about how other eras ended faster than they should have and I was like no wait I am not prepared for this right but so I think we don't know what's going to happen through Inferno we don't right. we just don't I think it's going to signal a massive status quo shift I don't think it's going to be the end of Krakoa as a nation as an island as an entity in full but it will definitely create a divide and a new status quo a new starting point the fact that Moira and whatever it is that's happening with Inferno with Mystique and Destiny that was never the planned end game, right? We know the end game that's dealing with Nimrod, that's dealing with the phalanx, that's dealing with year 1000 threats. Mm-hmm. This feels as though it's a shakeup along the way. It's a bump. It's a it's the next what he's billing it as, what Hickman's billing it as is the follow-up to House of X and Powers of 10. So it's a new injection of shift. And honestly, if I could if I could say like, oh, my dream, if he's not going to be working on x-men the title if he's still going to be working on x-men the franchise give him the moira book that he's been talking about especially after having this event of inferno that's going to arguably put her back into the limelight because she's she's just chilling in her no place right Right, now right she's just no no right and so i feel like we're gonna learn some things that maybe she didn't fully explain or tell us or has been keeping secret and then that's going to lead to some more intrigue and interest but i don't think this is going to be the end of the full era I feel like there's too many titles, there's too much response and success, there's too many people, too many cooks, right? Already cooking this dish. These things, they make me nervous. I'm just... Well, they're just opinions. Okay, but I'm just saying, like, Emma, Emma, get it, get it, Emma, Emma, Frost, she's, like, killing the game in Krakoa world right now. Yes. And also Kate. Well, I mean, you know, it's going to end eventually. I don't like that. It's going to end eventually. No, it doesn't have to. Yes, it does. It will. No. Just accept that now. It'll Can't be better it. for you in the long run if you just accept that all runs end. No. Can't accept it. Will not accept it. Then I have... Just leave me Ill- alone in my little are, bubble of Krakoa. You are Thank ill-prepared you. for the times ahead. Fine. Hey, so that was the first thing on my notes was Hickman question mark Hickman question mark <laughs> that's all I had I just I read the articles and I haven't yet subscribed to what he's doing but I'm kind of interested so he's building like a full world and a narrative story and 
this comes from a pitch that he did to Marvel during the lockdown, during the shutdown of Mm -hmm. publications. So he was like, hey, what if we did these other interesting things of publishing digitally exclusively and foregoing the standard conventions of a six issue arc that needs to be bound to a trade paperback that you are always expecting an issue to come on this month or on this day and you're soliciting the information months ahead of time, let's just get back to the surprise of it all, to drop a comic or a page or an entry into this world story whenever it's ready, and you don't even know when it's gonna happen. And so he's working with these two, the two artists, Mike and Mike, and he's also enlisted a handful of other people, so namely Al Ewing is doing a, a co-creation part of some of the development, uh-huh. as is Teeny Howard. Oh, what? And so I don't think that either of these people are announcing any, everybody else that has announced that they are leaving their current projects or their current books, there's been that statement. Okay. And Al Ewing writes literally all the things. He just he just had Defenders come out this week too. And I was like, oh man, should I be reading this too? No, I said no. I said no. All right. Well, now that we've gotten that out of the way. <laughs> Check it out. I'm, I'm kind of interested. I think I might subscribe to it. Okay, well, that's good. I just like I'm not I'm not ready for all of this change. Yeah, no, apparently not. No, I don't do well with change. You know this about me. That's true. I get comfortable even when like I read a book and it ends. I'm like depressed for like three days that I don't have those characters in my life anymore. Well, the characters so still take- exist. The characters will still exist. It'll just be somebody else in a new direction. This has happened before. It'll happen again. I know. It's just, this is I'm a just different... invested now, okay? I, I know I did that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry I made it approachable for you. How rude. All right, so anyway, we're here to talk about this week's new comics, which are Children of the Atom and X-Force. Yep, and X-Men Legends, but you didn't and read I don't that. read that one. I do. Maybe you need to start doing like a small side story for our Patreon people about X-Men Legends. Yeah, maybe. Maybe I'm just committing you to too much. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Shut up, Alicia. <laughs> hey, can I can I give you a Marvel Legends update real quick too? Okay, get it. Sure. So there was on Monday, they did a Fan First Monday where they announced a three pack. A three pack. Of Richter. Uh-huh. Domino. Ooh. And Cannonball. Cannonball. And so Cannonball, back over there. Yeah, yeah. He was released with that blast and people... We're up in arms about the no legs. no legs. Yeah. So this three-pack includes a removable base oh. of the blast effect and some legs that can attach onto him. Um, As- excuse me, uh, Marvel Legends team. When can I expect a Captain Kate figure? Oh, that's pretty nice. Oh, that's- but it's the, same, it's the same cannonball figure? With a repaint, yeah. Just different legs. Well, he actually has legs now. Dope. Domino looks dope. Yeah, except for the headpiece, like weird snail thing going in front of her mouth. But it is very much it's so. Very uh, Wanda Maximoff Polaris headpiece that she's got going on there. Yeah, and it's a very '90s look for a very short period of '90s issues. Well, but I, I think that I think the cannonball looks great, and the fact that now he has legs and an alt face. I'm not gonna lie to you. When I look at that picture and then I look over on the shelf, I'm I'm gonna have to look closely to see the differences. He's got legs. Okay, but the that's, top of him looks the same. That's that's 100% true. I'm not saying it's not. <laughs> but it is the same. It's just painted in a different color scheme. Slightly. Yes, that's still different. 
I literally had to pause to look. I was like, isn't he still wearing a purple jacket? And he has a different face in addition to his blasting face. This is the release that everybody wanted. This right, is basically. Well, I'm, this I'm is, happy for you all. This is basically an apology figure for the fact that everybody wanted legs, legs with their cannonball, and Hasbro was like, "Hey, we're doing something cool and interesting. Do you like it?" And everyone was like, "No, no, I like it." He's always been blasting over the rest of the team on my display, and then there was a Fantastic Four release, the oh, full cool. team in classic costumes, as well as the High Evolutionary. Oh. Who's going to be relevant in probably the next issue of X-Men. Oh. So he's coming in that wave as well as Psycho Man. Psycho Man. Oh, well. And. And. I back Galactus. You did it. I did it. I did it. It was honestly. Oh, congratulations. I know, I know I'm so proud of you. They did it because of that. They were like, hey, we got this new Fantastic Four wave. Doesn't it look great with this Galactus <laughs> and these promo shots? Yeah, it does. It does, Hasbro. It does. You got me. And I'm going to get it. All right. So shall we dive into these comics or yeah, is there anything no, else we need that's, to discuss? That's all the things. That's all the things I thought of. Last thing. Oh, I almost forgot. I almost okay. forgot. Whoa, whoa. Okay. Well, you're going to get maybe excited. Maybe. Maybe. Oh, he's getting up, folks. He's getting up. Something's... Yeah, I did. I put a bunch of stuff over there. He's getting up. He's standing up. He's picking up a stack of comics. He's looking through them secretly. You rearranged the stack of comics literally yesterday. You looked at the bottom comic to find X-Men Legends number six that came out yesterday. Yeah. But you did not look at the next comic. <gasps> that is the second printing of X Factor number 10 with the bloody Magneto helmet that you gave me crap for for a couple of weeks. Oh my God. What a day. Galactus has been backed and the comic has been purchased. People. <laughs> One cost $4, the other cost 400 Yes. Four dollars is so worth it. Look at it. It's bloody and it's beautiful. Oh, man. Thanks for getting this. I'm so excited. Shout out to Chris at Rococos that pulled it. I think that was the last one. Yes, Rococos. For the win, Chris. All right. So we're kicking it off with Children of the Atom. So long. Farewell. Goodbye. It's ending. Carmen is on her way. Or gimmick, or whatever her new name will be that we don't know. TBD. 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 As announced name. several times in this issue. Hey, but this feels very descriptive of what's going on on the inside. This cover. Yes, it does. She's at the gate. She's, she's about to go she's in there. Looking Every, longingly over her shoulder, leaving to her, her friends old behind. Team. Right. Yeah. You for love sure. it. I do. I like it. I I like it. It's nice. Great, great. Page turn noise? Yes. All right, so we, we're we picking up essentially right where we right left off. Right where we left off, immediately. Like immediately after. Like nothing else has happened, I don't nothing. think. Nothing. Which is fine. That's no, that's cool. good. It was good for me because it had been such a long time. Since the last since issue. Since the last issue that I was like, okay, wait, where are we? And I'm sitting here and I'm like, oh yeah, Storm, she just came in and she was like, hey, here's your invite. She's coming in looking fly. She's like, hey, I got business suits as well as superhero suits. Suits on suits. Suits on suits. Here's this invitation. All right. Be my guest. Because, right? Carmen's a mutant. And her friends are not. They are 
P-O'd. And Buddy is kind of being a real jerk about it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. After the fact, we get a little reasoning why. But yeah, right but for now. Sure. But for sure. But then Carmen gets a little sassy right back. Well, wouldn't you? Like, this is who I am. This is who. And I didn't choose to be a mutant. I know everybody on this team wanted to be a mutant, which on that panel, the we've worked so hard, done so much. Why you and not us? Why not me? <laughs> Do you know growing up in the 90s reading X-Men comics? Why can't I be a mutant? I just want to. Can I wake up and have mutant powers? And Yeah. Why not me? Why not you? The jealousy of wanting to be a mutant, which is more reasonable in today's Krakoan era than it was previously when they were hunted, persecuted, and hated, and feared, and all the other yeah. words. Yeah, yeah. We're getting our throwback, though. We're getting that Hellfire invitation. Yeah, going back in time. With a personal note. Yeah, I like that. I like that personal note. And it's like, it is, you're right, it is brought up multiple times, this idea of you like- need a code name. Choosing your name. Your mutant it's name. It's part of your identity. It's part of your joining of this family. Yeah. Title page, Hellfire Gala. Party of one. Sad. Yeah. Written by Vita Ayala, pencils by Paco Medina, inks by Paco Medina and Walden Wong, color artist David Curiel, and letter VCs Travis Lanham. Can we just talk about how I love that it shows her making her own outfit right? Well, and, for the gala? And that was playing off of her strengths previously, right? So she was the person that did the, the live stream with all the details about creating the costumes. She was always doing the work on the team uniforms so she was this seamstress magician of sorts but i do yeah the fact that she throws together this ga- gala this ensemble. amazing outfit yeah she looks great which later jumbo will comment on and you know who else looks great storm all sorts of majestic on the other side of that gate in the party we see vita they are they're sporting that nightcrawler looking oh jacket dope I was wondering who that was. Can I just tell you how much I love the sass from Mystique? Yes, yes. I'm sure the good little instructors will keep you busy, but if you want to know what your powers are really about, come see me. Yeah. Uh, Just the thought of Mystique taking Carmen under her wing is terrifying, but also exciting. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, I like Carmen as a character, but also would love to see her corrupted by the big Grecoan villain that's hanging out in the shadows. Yeah, I just love it. Speaking, I also love that her powers are shape-shifting. Yeah. Like, I don't know if I really knew because I didn't read all the issues. I just knew that she was like sort of starting to exhibit powers. But The only thing that we've really seen was, I think, issue four where she's getting this almost seizure-esque and and some kind of physical mutation yeah it's i think you read that issue yeah that's really it there's not been much name to it so this was kind of like this is what her power is yeah but speaking of krakoan villains after a few how do you do's we get some panel time with the hell's bells who are on krakoa now and pissed about having been thwarted earlier in this title so in the first couple of issues they were trying to rob a bank Mm -hmm. and the children of the atom had stopped them. Okay. So before we dive into that, I just need to talk about this little, these two little side conversations that happen here, which I thoroughly enjoyed. Okay. First Kate and Colossus, this like 
Come to my boat and I'll out drink you. Yeah. Hysterical. And second, magic shaming Doctor Strange for finally coming out of the house. Yeah. And having fun. Gasp. Ooh. <gasps> yeah, magic was great in this issue, I thought. Yeah. And it's great because Vita also writes New Mutants. So to see such prominence from magic in these couple of panels and then Danny on the next page yes. makes sense. Yeah. But yes, I love the way Danny steps in to kind of save that moment. Yeah. Danny Moonstar for president is what I wrote. <laughs> also, or at least for the council. Come on, yeah. give her a spot. What is, do you know what she's referring to when she says, it's Danny, Miss Moonstar, if you know what, you wouldn't get that reference. Danny is fine. I mean, if Miss Moonstar, if you nasty, I don't know. <laughs> oh, like what she's trying to say, like a Janet Jackson reference? I That's the first thing that came to my mind. I mean, me too. But I was like, am I missing something X-Men related or I am that, I just of the age to know Miss Jackson if you're nasty? <laughs> I think that might be it, but I'd guess Carmen wouldn't know that. I don't Correct. know. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's iBoy. Saving the day. Here for, to be your personal best, guide to Krakoa. Best friend. Makes all the introductions. Rest of the night's great. Go around making all new friends. The panel with magic. Yeah. I love it. Just let's just see if we can out eat. Who is it? Cable. Let's <laughs> see if we can out eat Cable in these sushi rolls. Yeah. But then sadness. Yeah. Because it's the next morning and you're not with your friends. Yeah. I get that. Kind of. They're all good friends and this is new and great and exciting, but not what she knows or what she wants in terms of like. And also just like this idea of coming to a new place and seeing all these possibilities and all these new people that you can interact with and learn from and, and all these things that, you know, you're able to experience, but then realizing in order to experience all of these things, you have to let go of yeah the things that you hold close to you now. Right. You know? Well, especially because them as a group wanting to make it there. Right. And I feel like that was really their full story was working towards this idea of being on Krakoa together this conversation with the parents all sorts of just teenager parent miscommunication yeah oh, well at first first I really love that it's yeah. bilingual conversation yeah. like that was pretty cool I think they, it was great for me to be able to be like okay I kind of know a little bit context clues are giving me the information that I need but I you know I feel like that's that's more authentic well I th think that there was so much character that came through in these pages mm -hmm. just who these parents were with Carmen calling them out, just the emotional expressiveness in the art on these pages too. Yeah, you really know beautiful. how she's feeling. I, I really loved these pages and just the, the conversation, the miscommunication. Ah, uh, we know you're gay. He's like, this, yeah, that, and the I other am, thing. but like, that's not that's, what I'm trying to tell you. That's not what this is though. And even the, the contextual flashback of yeah, how they of feel like about how they've mutants. reacted to the mutants in the past and yeah. how much that's weighing on her like as she's about to say what she's going to say. Which really makes that I'm a mutant panel of her, the tears running down her face impactful. Love and acceptance after all. Yay. It was a cool little, you know, I, I feel like throughout these six issues we've gotten to know all of these kids. Yeah. Especially Carmen and especially not through this. I mean, I also like sort of the play of the dad being like, do you know what year it is? Like, of course we're accepting right, of you, you right. know? And it's like, well, I don't know that because you've acted this way and this way and this way. It's just like an interesting perspective of, you know, from a parent's point of view, 
of this idea that your kids like really take in everything that you do and everything that you say. Right. And so if you don't ever come, like if they never came straight out and said like we accept mutants, then the clues she that they were giving yeah. like make it seem like they don't. Yeah. And so that adds in this other layer of fear in what she's about to tell them. Yeah. Well, and it really drives home the comparison of mutantdom as an analogy for otherness, as mm-hmm. an analogy for being of a different race, being of a different sexual orientation. Yeah. It's my friends. <laughs> Horticulture is back. Uh, so they're at a Krakoa Floral Expo, right? On that first yeah, panel. They're just, just like, they're just robbing the place. Yeah. How are there no mutants? How are there no X-Men at this? Yeah, that's a very good question. I, I love it. I love seeing them. I love the fact that it's like, hey, this could have been anybody, but here's an update. They're still here. They're still doing stuff. They've got their secret plans in the background this entire time. You know, this is only our third, maybe fourth time. I think it's third time that we've seen them throughout yeah, the Krakoan era. I love them, though. They're so sassy. Yeah. Carmen comes in and saves the day while actually then showing off her mutant powers. Get that one panel of her shape-shifting to look like one of the horticulture ladies and recovering the plant. See, like I thought that was going to happen when I was reading it and then I wasn't, I was, there was, I like this page. So much happening But on there's that page. so much, I, and, and sometimes I get confused of which order I'm supposed to read them in because I'm still getting used to like the different kinds of layouts. Yeah. So like I was like, okay, I go, obviously these five, I go across the top and then I come, but then do I go like, okay, across, but then up and down and then across again. And so there's just so much happening that. Yeah. Normally, it didn't stop to really look at the images. So normally, if if the page carries across the full spread, mm-hmm. it's going to do that for the entire page. Yeah, it was just these two in particular that because then these two are stacked. I was like, yeah, that makes sense. But I think because there was just so much going on, I was reading the words, and I don't think visually I noticed that she used that power there. Oh. But I was... When the scene first started, the two pages before, and I was like, all right, so she's going to show up and she's going to pretend to be like, she's going to actually be one of these horticulture ladies. She's not going to be herself. Like I was expecting to see her shape shifting, mm-hmm. but then I was like a little like, oh no, they didn't do it, but they, they did. did. Day saved. Day saved. And then, and then a lot emotions of emotions revealed unpacking of their emotions and how they really feel and how that was charging their yeah, other reactions this idea you know and i think that's that's something too that's really cool about this story is that it also connects to this like idea of like adolescent love and and understanding your feelings from a different perspective and maybe not realizing your feelings or certain feelings until they're triggered by something else what they're talking about is this idea of knowing that i love you and i want you in my life but not until the moment came when I thought you wouldn't be there that I realized how much that would really affect me. Yeah. And just not having, you know, the life experience to think about or connect to those things until that moment. It's just, it's a very human, you know, conversation, which I think is one thing that I really like about these books is, yeah, there's action and there's 
political reference and cultural reference and sci-fi plots and aliens and whatever the case may be but there's there are also like really wonderful teaching moments and and genuine things that you can understand and read like someone might read this someone might be going through something similar to this themselves Mm -hmm. you know and then read it and then take a moment and go oh wait a minute is that how i feel is that my experience and it's also interesting where they land on this too, this idea of them feeling different about impersonating mutants yeah, and like this do, idea of appropriation and this. Does it, do, I got that they just kind of are deciding to retire their team. Is that, what, is that what's happening? I did not get that they were retiring their team, but that they were focusing on making it so that it was known that they were not mutants, mm. that they were previously impersonating mutants with their technology yeah yeah but now and even with this data page especially after buddy and carmen's conversation well i just 100 percent skipped that data page oh (laughs) and now it makes so much more sense this last note by cradle official if anyone has any information on the whereabouts of these children please follow this link and let us know there's a small reward offered we just want to make sure they're safe liar liar Ah, cradle official. And, the, you know, I was trying to, this is the last issue of Children of the Atom. Yes. And not to, we still have our last page, but I was thinking about the full story and what it had introduced and what it had done and return of the U-Men and this introduction of real unity. This idea of merging mutants with humans was very much so a part of this story. Is Cradle official? Do we know what they are? Cradle is Child Hero Reconnaissance and Disruption Law Enforcement. So that's the Kamala's Law thing. So basically anyone who is, I think it's 13 to 18 or something like that. It was the Outlawed miniseries or the event where they were trying to tell young heroes that they couldn't be heroes. Oh, right. Okay, I remember that. Then we got Fireworks and Kisses. And I boy again, just being great. Hey, I'm here. Welcome home, Carmen. Do your mutant homework. What's your mutant name? What is the Krakone at the end? Did you look at it? I translated this without actually translating this. You which, translated this without actually translating. Which this. made me a little nervous about the fact that I've been translating too much. I had never really translated all the Krakoan at the end until I started doing it for the podcast. See you soon. I, I was getting there. Oh. You shook your head, so I figured. I was like, I know those are two E's, and I know those are two O's. <laughs> and the S and the C are opposites of each other. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. What did you think about the final quota? I liked it. I mean, it was a nice way to wrap it up. It's kind of, you know, it's like, hey, we had this story. We're, one of them's a mutant, so one of them will carry on. The rest, meh, we might not see him again. Yeah. I, I was on a roller coaster of just reactions throughout this title. I I wasn't all that much of a fan of it at the beginning. Mm-hmm. I kind of wrote it off. I think at issue two, it got progressively better as it went, and especially with issues five and six, I feel like really hit its stride. I just wasn't sure. So we're gonna take six issues to introduce one new character. And then maybe we'll see. I think, you know, it said a lot of great things. It spoke to experiences, which was interesting. It just, I don't know. I I was. Well, so basically I feel, 
or what I'm getting from what you're saying is that if we're going to have this much build up for this new character, she better play a big role. Yeah. Going forward. Especially just to have six issues to introduce one character and all of her backstory of what she's connected to. Mm-hmm. There had better be something coming out of this character, right? You better give me something for reading these it six just, issues. It just feels like it didn't need to be six issues because the first two felt like kind of retreads of itself. And then I liked that we got individual character stories with each other issue and we really got to know each of the the kids but but if they're not going to be mutants right and it just felt like the tease of well, are they mutants or are they not i feel like that went on a little too long so overall the pacing was a little weird for me i thought the art increased in how much i enjoyed it mm-hmm. and really took a turn in the back half of the six i just i was just wondering most of the time like where is this going yeah, I mean, I didn't love it. Like, I wasn't nope. dying to read it, but I also didn't mind it when I did read it. Yeah. So it's not X Corp. It's not X Corp. Oh God, when's the next X Corp? Next week. How many of those are there gonna be? Uh, unclear. Six, three, five, maybe. Maybe just one more. <laughs> All right. Can we talk about X Force? Because wah wah wee wah. Yeah. X-Force. Action-packed. So first, let's talk about this cover. Action-packed. Action-packed indeed. Team shot. Fighting off these plant zombies. I mean, I know that, you know, these weapons, the weapons that bond with the people and all the things that are made from Krakoa, you know, Forge is involved in that. Gotta say, for Forge to be center on this cover and then not appear in the issue. Yeah, a little strange. Don't love it. Don't love it. (laughs) Don't tell me I got to let it go. Everybody has their thing. Yeah. This is mine. Well, you're going to be continuously disappointed in the same way that you're not going to be prepared for when the Krakoa era eventually ends. I am who I am. Moira goes into her potential 11th life. What? What? (laughs) What? (laughs) No, no. You don't, you don't get to say something like, and then, then the whole timeline gets potentially reset. Whoop, I don't know. You don't get to just say stuff like that and then be like, okay, move on to your page turn noise, Alicia. All right, well, what do you want? What do you got? What are your questions? What do you mean? That, I feel like, is the built-in reset that Hickman outlined from the start. A potential 11th life if you make the right decisions. That's, that's his out. That's his out at the end of this story. So it's like really going to make me hate everything because you know how much I hate at just like a clean time travel reset. And that's basically what that feels like. More or less. And if we do that, then there's a lot of potential for all the things I love about what's going on right now to be gone. Potentially. I am. I wish so much that you just never said that. Like, okay, what the heck? Mm-hmm. I wish I didn't know that was a possibility because now I'm going to be infuriated by it until I find out whether or not it happens. It's probably going to happen at the end. I despise this. Okay. I'm going to need a second to reset. Let me just try to remember this X-Force issue and how much I liked it. <sighs> Okay, X-Force. Let's get into it, shall we? Page turn noise. 
It's a rainy gravesite. Blood root. A little seeded interest. Oh my God. How these two came together, Dr. Bloodroot's motivation against the Krakoans, that's potentially misdirected. Let's not, this is an issue where let's not talk about what's not happening on this page because we need to have moments. Okay. But I hear you. You're right. But like, shh, the suspense. What do you think about Zeno? The like organization. The organization? Right, yeah. Because this he's not Zeno, he's the peacock tattoo man. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting, but it doesn't feel much different to me than any other like giant mutant-hating organization. Right. I, well, main thing that I'm getting at is I don't think that we've really developed in anything with them. They just, they're in the shadows, and they're also kind of seemingly connected to everything. It kind of seems like they're going to, we're going to be finding out more about them. I hope so. Like, that's what this issue I was, felt like it was leading up to. I was really interested in them at the beginning Issue one is when they're introduced. Yeah, when they, when just, Domino's like infiltrating there. I feel like I don't really know much else about them, just that they're behind a lot of the projects and they seem to know everybody. They know it. Well, I feel like that's kind of shadow organization that you're just like, wait, was that Zeno? Yeah. Wait, was that Zeno? And then all of a sudden, it's all going to come together into something. And the peacock tattoo face man. It is an interesting, you know, idea that, he is portraying here saying that Krakoa's motive is to get you hooked on their drugs so they can control you. Yes. Invasive species. Cemetery Flowers. Written by Benjamin Percy. What a name for an issue. Art by Robert Gill. Color artist Guru EFX. And letters by VC's Joe Caramanga. Ah, beast. Ah, gross. Go away. Just all right. This felt like a procedural drama, mm-hmm. right? Like a crime show that you watch all the yes, time. Yes, like this. Yes, CSI. Yeah, it was very actually CSI Miami feeling. Like when you're in the when they're in the lab and it has that weird mm-hmm. color tint to it, yeah. and they're like Horatio like, Kane has his hands on his hips, and he's all right. Tell me what you got, and then I don't mm-hmm. know if, if you have ever watched CSI Miami or like nope. If anyone listening has ever watched CSI Miami, but it, they very much do this like the the forensic analyst will start talking about what happened and then there'll be these like glossy flashbacks of close ups. Right. So this this idea of, oh, they put it in the food and then you see it exactly how it is on this page. It was 100 percent a CSI Miami forensic investigative report. Beast is Horatio Kane. He's getting the goods. Yeah, we got hints of these activities last issue too, which we didn't talk about, but how they're seeding their influence throughout people. How they're seeding. It's the second time I've done it. Okay. (laughs) You reacted to it the first time too. I am who I am. All right, yeah. So, but but there was something in here. I remember that I was like, oh, beast. Well, it might have been the fact that, oh, they're taking over people's actions through Carefully placed plant spores. And then he says, you have to admire the stealth and ingenuity of their craft. Yeah. No, I don't, you sneaky little butt. He is taking notes for his own work. Because then we find in the background, Manslaughter is hanging out. And his he just cuts his fingers off. He's like, that's so rude. Let me just try something. 
whack, I'm going to cut your fingers off. Or you could just say, hey, man, I have this theory. Let's test it out. Yeah. But no. This theory, this idea of an independent host versus a controlling agent. So the way manslaughter was contracted to do work for Weapon Plus was more bribed, less him being under their control. But it seems that there's been an evolution of the control that they have over Mm -hmm. this DNA strain. Like if it's created from the original DNA strain, then it has like allegiance to that host. Yeah, responsiveness. And on this next data page, obviously Beast looks at this and says, whoa, that's terrible. But we should also consider how we could do it here. Yeah, and like he's talking about like militarizing their their drugs or something yeah well he's talking about how to potentially use krakoa in the same way of influence i don't think it's militarizing their drugs i think it's working through but it says we should take care in our defenses of course but also consider militarizing our own krakoan strains right so creating what they're doing with the manslaughter in a strain of krakoan not like poisoning the drugs to be able to do that. But how do we right. use like, Black Tom yeah. as a as a potential? Yeah, and like, how dare you volunteer Black Tom? He is of X-Force. He's on the team and Beast is their puppet master. Gross. Hey, look, it's the Order of X. These people, I just, I honestly, I missed this mutant worshiping cult. <laughs> I was not prepared for them to have the X's across their mouth. Though. Yeah. That's a new level, I think. But this whole week has felt like, hey, remember... All those crazy groups that we have in the background, they're, they're still, still there. And this then, whole thing where he just like Blood Root he just takes over them. Yeah. And then in their face. In their face. And then and then he touches the gate. Yeah. And he just overrides he it. He just overrides it. I don't I don't that get was it. That was a that was a <gasps> when I was reading, I was like, Oh what? What yeah. are you doing? Yeah. I guess that makes sense because he can talk the plant language, but I don't know. He's like an infectious plant infesting his plant poisons are basically like infesting Krakoa. So he's like manipulating the gate because it's now taken over. Hmm. He can just do it real quickly. Yeah. I don't know this data page. I don't know about it. Okay. It was, it was basically to tell you that Colossus is still here. He's a part of this book. He's doing something. Hey, remember, he's, he's been painting. sad the whole time. He's, he's just painting. That's it. That's what he's been doing. That's what he wanted to do. And they brought him back to Krakoa, even though he wanted to paint in Russia. So there he's he is. just off with his water girlfriend making some paints. Living on a farm. Yep. No, it seems like he's living on Krakoa now. Oh, I thought that farm was on Krakoa. No. Whoops. That was in Russia. Manslaughter meeting with Krakoa. I, I did like this idea of coming to to greet the host of Mm. the island and the fact that he wants to potentially work with the x-men work with x-force but doesn't want to agree to it until he has communication with krakoa Mm -hmm. plant to plant yeah plant man to plant man yeah it just the plant angle seems to be coming in from all angles in in percy's stories Mm -hmm. right so you have pollen and the the how to play with the drugs in Wolverine, Terra Verde, now manslaughter and the recurrence of Terra Verde. It's it's a lot of plant stuff. It makes sense because that's a lot of what you're playing with, with Krakoa Mm -hmm. as this conscious living habitat. Mm -hmm. I really want to talk about the art on this page where it's like the roots are creating the the different, you know, 
offshoots of what's going on and really showing you the panels. And there's there the art coming up is really amazing. Hmm. Yeah, well, we get our our first starts of our Krakoan infestation. Yeah, it's just Poor like blob. I just really like the side by sides that are happening throughout. Of you know, this is what's going on as the team is you know, investigating or taking care of the situation. This is what's happening on Krakoa and how it builds and how that sort of like real time side by side, this threat is growing, but you don't know that it's growing outside of right where you are. Like they don't yet really know Krakoa's infested. Right. Until Sage lets them know. That moment when, well, first and foremost, when his zombie wife pops out of the ground. Oh, gosh. I was like, "Oh no!" Well, they no. Sta- you know, they it started off friendly, kind of. They were talking. Let's just chat. And then, for a guy who's this sad about his wife dying, the speed at which he rips her from the ground and makes her his zombie fighter puppet is kind of unsettling. Yeah, and then the whole the whole moment, right? Like, as soon as Wolverine said, "And you're outnumbered, bub," I was like, "Oh no!" No. Oh no, I, this is not going to be good. This is some plant walking dead nonsense coming for you. And just, just, and Marsha and I always wanted to have children. And then Sage, Wolverine and Domino, this is Sage. Do you copy? Not a good time. I'm kind of busy right now, Sage. Yeah, well, you need to take down the host because it's everywhere. Yeah. The infestation is affecting the whole island and we don't know how deeply and you have manslaughter speaking the truth speaking to the trees and learning about that double twist the fact that the peacock man is actually the person oh, who my got God. his wife hooked on the drugs on the pollen which again he also now he has connections to pollen and the pale girl potentially who knows he's everywhere but this, these pages are what I'm talking about, where like the you see them here. fighting, but then you also see the people on Krakoa being attacked and just the, the side by side of as they're destroying the host, how these sort of like puppets of the host are, are slowly, you know, falling. Yeah. And just, I just really love that real time, two places at once. It felt very intense and very like, what's happening over here? What's happening over here? What's going on over here? It's all happening at once. And we got our final salutations. This Wolverine's like, I know a thing or two about some stuff. You know, I've been there. Don't worry. I know where to find you. You know where to find me. Yeah. What'd you think? You liked it, you said. Yeah, I really liked it. I thought it had a lot of good twists and turns and elements of surprise and just a good build up of reveals in you know this connection between Zeno and the doctor and the way that he could get in the Krakoan gate like it felt the pacing was really good you know like Mm -hmm. the threat increased and then they had to take care of it and we weren't left with it like like yes the idea is that he's not actually dead I loved the thing saying like plants don't actually die they just hide right right so that idea that like the threat is not completely gone but the fact that we were able to have this thing that's been building over a few issues happen and then happen like rapid fire with like it happening in multiple places at once. And what do we do? And then it was resolved yeah. to a degree. Yeah. 
resolved in a small portion, right? Because the bigger idea of this DNA strain and now whatever the Peacock Man and Zeno have out of this right, research right. and what else they have the ability to manipulate out of because it seems as though Bloodroot, I don't know if he had previously been this guy that could do these things. Right? No, I don't or, think so. No, so that started a month ago when Zeno approached him and they started doing this work. I, I, I enjoyed this issue. I liked how this wrapped up this kind of section of story but I got to be honest, I'm I'm getting worn out on plant stories. Really? I just I get it, and that's what I was trying to hint towards a little a couple pages ago. I get it because of its connection to Krakoa. I just feel like the plant stories they're there and they're building in the background, but nothing seems to be getting resolved in any way. It's just adding to the fervor of everything, which is cool. Mm-hmm. I just feel like I'm juggling a lot with X Force as one title. I can understand that. But I think what they're doing is trying to show you that I wouldn't be surprised if like horticulture and all these other places are somehow connected to Xeno. Yeah, maybe. I don't think horticulture is because they were the science angle, but I think it seems like Xeno's influence runs deep. And that's the other thing. I'm getting impatient with the Peacock Man. I want to know more. I was really interested in the Peacock Man at the beginning and really loved Zeno. I just feel like it's been hanging out in the background, dispersing the other threats. It's like if Cordyceps Jones kept on being in the background for two years and nothing progressed with him. Yeah, I guess in that's fair. For you, I understand what you're saying now because, like, I'm reading all of these issues like at once, at once, and they have been going on for a long, long time. From from you know the perspective of people reading them as they come out from the beginning, that is, yeah, a long time for right. So come October, issue one of X Force would be what two years old now. Wow. Okay. All right. Heard. And and what about what's Mikhail doing? In the background. Great question. Because he's there. Where's that sword? And what is going on with, with Colossus and his water lady, Kayla? Like, what? And I don't know, because I haven't caught up on those issues yet, so I kind of forgot. Yeah. What's the Krakoan for the next issue? C. E. e N. R. R. E. C. E. R. E. B. R. O. Cerebro. Sword. Oh my god, it's so funny that I literally just said, "Where's that sword?" Yeah, Cerebro Sword seems to you be. You know the Krakoan alphabet. You just literally pointed to each of these things without a key and told me what letter they were. Well, I had already translated it too. I guess that's true. But I do know most of those letters. <laughs> this is the cover with I think Beast on it as well as Mikhail. We're See? gonna we're gonna get yeah Your no questions, I, babe. They're I gonna know be answered. in a month, but I'm already I'm just. I'm enjoying I'm enjoying X-Force. I feel like I enjoyed it a little bit more than I am currently. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah, you just, you... I want the goods. You were here for the hype. You were hyped up about it. You were ready for the story. And now you're like, let's move it along. You've been baiting me. Give me the goods. Give me the goods. I understand. I understand. What, it, was this Toozy a doozy or a, or a snoozy? It was a... Uh, Watutsi. <laughs> I don't know. I couldn't think of anything else that rhymed with Tootsie. Yeah, it doozy. wasn't a snoozy. It wasn't a snoozy. I don't know if it was a doozy. It wasn't a doozy. It was a schmootsy. Okay. Schmedium. Hey, we have probably the biggest release week next week. What do you mean? Uh, there's five relative issues. Uh, five. All right. 
Five, five and one on one Wednesday. Well, one of them's Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. Continuing with Annihilation, the last Annihilation. Okay. And then X Corp. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> so excited. Way of X number five. Okay, let's go onslaught. Marauders. Yep, pop, pop. And it's that cover with Banshee and Tempo on it. Ooh. And our first issue of The Trial of Magneto. Oh, my God. Yes. Which, that's. Oh, my God. That's the real. got little butterflies and goosebumps. Marauders and The Trial of Magneto in one week. Uh, You might have to read it on Wednesday. But I also have to watch What If Wednesdays. Wednesdays are the bane of my existence. Oh, they're pretty good for me. I mean, they're good in that it's new comics and what if, but they're bad in that I am literally not in this house from 6.45 a.m. until 10 o'clock at night. Yeah. So it's difficult. It's difficult for me. Speaking of what if, we are going to be chatting with Power of X-Men about the first what if, so keep your eyes and ears on the social meds for that episode drop yeah you know peggy carter yeah i shall say nothing else i shall save it for the episode i mean if we're also talking about guest appearances i was on the trial of charles xavier episode of gray malkin lane which should come out in a week or so i believe i gotta say that is one that i was really jealous i wasn't able to be that was a good conversation that was a handful of people talking about the various things that Xavier has done and judging him for his actions. Excellent. I can't wait to listen to it. Yay. Yay. One last thing before we before we depart. We got a T public page. And we got some merch. So you can purchase things that say Charles on them. We bought a pillow that says Charles and it's amazing. It's we also have a pillow that says until next time old friend. We got mugs, we got t-shirts, we got a really great art of Lucas design of the two of us in our own X suits. So yeah, check out our T public page and uh get yourself some ex-wife merch. Until next time, old friend. Charles, you're going to jail. Thanks so much for joining us today on the Ex-Wife Podcast. Be sure to leave us a review and tell your friends. The Ex-Wife Podcast is produced in Providence, Rhode Island by Alicia and Justin. Our music is by Quan. 